Hello and welcome to another edition of the Agony Uncles podcast. We are the Hairy Bikers. I'm your Uncle Dave. And I'm your Uncle Si. And we're here on this podcast to take your troubles and ease them using our years, and I mean years, of life experience. We're now getting to the point now where we're older than water. Because as you know, when we've been four times around the world, as Dave and I have on our motorcycles and our bums are sore, you get to know a little bit about life and its twists and turns. Oh yes, we've seen a few things on our travels. So, whatever is bothering you, chances are it's bothered us first and we've had a lot of bother. So, email in your problems to agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk and we'll do our best to sort them out. Assisting us, as usual, is the master of mayhem and agony the thin white duke i want that on a t-shirt that sounds great yeah it does master of mayhem and agony it's the closest i'm ever going to get to becoming a superhero um yes well thank you to everyone who's been writing in i've had some lovely lovely uh, contact this week including uh, another dave who sent in uh, his picture of his model railway Oh, I saw it, Mark. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful... And his question was, how's your model railway coming? Because you did mention it in about episode 24, but we've not heard of anything since, you see. Well, I got paralysed with it with lockdown, you see, because the train set was in France. I was in England, and I kind of lost my way with it. Now I'm selling the house. So at the moment, it's in boxes. Ah. And um, I'm waiting to try and get the boxes over to England to start building again. Um, but no, his has got a very fine layout, and I love the lights on it. And the way it's, you know, it's moody, it's mean. And his backboards are sensational. They were sensational, oh, Kingy, they? Have you had a look? You haven't, uh, have you? Funnily enough, dude, no, I haven't. I, I, I did not. <laughs> I, 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 take, I always not ask, normally ask for a drink before I ask. look at somebody's stranger's backboard. I, um, I, it's, um, well, I, found it, I found it quite inspirational. I should be getting a new Hornby catalogue this week. <laughs> don't, hey, listen, there's this dude that I know that's like flogging this one that's, I don't know, somebody built no, it. No, you told me. Oh, don't yeah. spread the word. Oh, so no, I can get it cheap, I'll have it. Uh, yeah, die. I, I, I mean, I'm not selling it at all, only cheaply to Dave. Train sets aside, we have a uh, bag full of problems for you to be dealing with this week. And bringing us the kind of wisdom that only comes from a fine private education, three servants and a chauffeur. It's the diamond in the rough. It's our poshtash. Oh, good morning. How are we all? Uh, good morning. Good morning. Oh, you good morning. say that just as you would say the servants as they're mm. serving deviled kidneys. <laughs> yes, good morning. Oh, do you think I'm a vegetarian? Send it back. I don't kidneys. want it now. <laughs> Oh, do you. that, do that thing with your hand. Yes, that's it. <laughs> right then, Mr. Marius, get your jingle finger wiggling and go and do that thing for us. Oh, I've got something. I think a new one every week, mate. Hello, hairy bikers. Here is my request. I have got a problem that I must get off my chest. Won't you listen to my story like a hairy Jack and Ori? Cause I heard your advice is the best. In this week's Cauldron of Chaos, Uncle Sai, Uncle Dave and Posh Tash, you will be wielding your worry wands at these problems and issues. We have tomato trauma. We have hairy bits bother. We have a teenage dirt bag. And in confidential corner... A super stud or lying sod. But we're going to kick off here with tomato trauma. And this comes to us from John in sunny cultural Sheffield. Uh, nice to hear from you, John. Thanks for writing. And he said, hello, gents, and the lovely Pastash. I have a problem that I'd love your help with. 
John says, I found your podcast at a good time to binge listen. I'm now into the 20s. I'm guessing you mean the episode 20s, and we're up to 56, so you've got a bit of listening to do yet. He said, I'm a 55-year-old hubby with two great kids, one teen, one soon-to-be teen, a boy and a girl. I do a lot of cooking for them. They seem to like it, especially the Friday night homemade curries, the meatballs, the lasagnas, that kind of thing. My issue is the tomato sauce. Now, I've been a lifelong lover of tomatoes as my late dad had an allotment at the end of our garden and nothing tasted better than a post-school tomato straight off the vine. Oh, look. Yes. Although the family love the sauces I make, I always find they have a bitter taste. Ah-ha-ha. <laughs> I add puree when we have it and sometimes sugar, but I'm still not happy. I've tried every tomato version, every recipe I can find for the basic sauce, from tinned chopped to tinned plum versions, some with onion and garlic, some no onion, and variations of herb mixes, and even red wine vinegar, but I still have that bitter taste. Now, I cannot afford expensive Italian tin, so I tend to use the supermarkets, and I also can't use any alcohol in my dishes so please can you help it's getting me down a bit says john in sunny cultural sheffield over to you john i would bet that you are using a metal spoon to stir your tomato sauce with because the acidity in the tomatoes reacts with the metal spoon and causes that bitter aftertaste so you always always use a wood spoon god i love that that was amazing. I, I think I absolutely love that tip. I love, love, love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, well, we, we were taught it by um, uh, a lady, well, my sister, and um, a lady called Simonetta Peruzzi. And uh, she uh, she went, oh, no, you don't stir tomato sauce. Yes, obviously Italian. You don't stir tomato <laughs> sauce with, uh, with a metal spoon. You'll get that bitter taste. And sure enough, because I never believe Simonetta. Wow. You do it, and you do. <laughs> so when you use a wood one, you don't. Also, with, with cheap tin tomatoes, they sometimes are not ripe enough. Yeah. You know, I, I do tend to buy the, the nice, if I can get the San Marzano ones, or the, or the really good quality ones, and use those. And one of the things as well is if you're making your making it from scratch from real tomatoes, make sure the tomatoes are well ripe, like you've got the natural sugars in there, and maybe de-seed them as well, because if, if you puree the seeds up, in your tomato sauce, that's gonna have a bitter taste as well. And what we do is take the seeds out, chuck them in the garden, hope for the best. Um, <laughs> but no, I think with tin tomatoes aren't all created equal, really. I'm, a, I'm very partial since I was a boy, having tin tomatoes on toast for breakfast with a couple of rashes of bacon, especially with a hangover. And I found that if I, the cheapest tin tomatoes do not satisfy, you know, but whereas <laughs> the good ones do, that make your toast really soggy. Well, yeah, but it's nice though, isn't it? Yeah, they're nice. Mm. That's part of it, part of the effect. Yeah. But you know, it worked when I was seven. It's those things, isn't it? When you're little, there's things that you eat when you were little that you actually still love. And, and yet really in the gastronomic world are probably quite repellent. I'm very partial to what you have. And then, um, but I have uh, Marmite on the mm. on my bread and then the tomatoes and then normally an egg and it's epic. Yeah, I kind of nibble away at all of yeah that, and then you know when it gets really thick, you know the tomato when the tomato sauce is thick and the yeah. tomatoes are, and likes quite sweet as well. I love, I just that's what I love that. I love yeah. that. Also, when making a, a, a tomato sauce, it's a good idea to pass it through a sieve as well, isn't it? To get rid of the any you know even even if it's processed, the skin and the seeds to get rid of those lumpy bits, the hacky bits, and you'll see you pass it through a sieve with with a, with a spatula. 
you'll see loads of hacky bits left in the sieve and that's really what's giving you the sourness um but a bit of sugar as well doesn't go amiss you always put a bit of sugar in don't you always always it just takes the edge off that acidity if the tomatoes are not particularly great mm, mm. Cowboy breakfast as well. That's always good. Oh, yeah. Tin of beans, bit of bacon, fry the beans in the ba- in the bacon fat, whack it on toast, happy days. Oh. Do you know, that's my comfort. So my dad, for some reason, always used to have baked beans on toast for breakfast. But he yeah. would always put the cheese. He wanted to sprinkle grated cheese on top. But he'd always yeah. put it under. So he'd do toast, grated cheese, and then baked beans, and then black pepper. And I don't particularly love black pepper. To put, I don't put pepper on everything. I, I cook with it, but I wouldn't put it on anything. And I'd normally put, you sprinkle cheese over the top, like the Italians. Yeah. But I can't have baked beans on toast unless you put the cheese underneath and the pepper on the beans. Hey, that's uh, nice. it's that, I can see the logic because the, the hot beans are going to melt the cheese into exactly. the toast. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you get like a toasty vibe. But could you, would you ever have cheese on toast done with cheese to then put your beans on top? No, oh. no, I wouldn't. My cheese on toast has always got Worcestershire sauce in it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, I can't have it without. Do you know what else I really love? And I forget, there was a, a mutual friend of ours uh, used to make um, uh, in his teens, and, and, and still to this day, probably the best tuna savoury sandwich I've ever eaten. And it was made with pickled onions, silver-skinned pickled onions uh, instead of the onion. And honestly, it, I don't know what else he did, but it was really good. Me, gosh, yeah. I love, I, love, I make me tuna, tuna sandwich, but ever since I was a little boy, I used to put, because it was only herb, I think we found it, some dried sage. Oh. And I always sprinkled, put a bit of mayonnaise in, wow. a bit of chopped onion and dried sage. Um, I don't know, it's something that I did when I was a kid and kind of keep doing it. It does, does work, honest. Um, yeah, yeah, get that. It's mm. like, gives it a slight foosty taste, but... Well, you nice. have like you have anchovies with uh, you have uh, uh, salvia lingua, you know the long the long term yeah. uh, sage with anchovies dipped in dipped in tempura and fried. Ooh, nice! Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, listen, there you go, John. There's lots of advice for you there, but the silver spoon thing or the metal spoon thing with yeah. it is, is 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 one of our favourite tips ever. That I think we've ever science, had. Kingy, science, That's science, like love, science. That's what it is. <laughs> it's just like listening to Tomorrow's World, the podcast version. So there you go, John. That's uh, that's for you. And we should just uh, point out as well that John uh, also sent us uh, some more details in there. John is just starting his treatment for uh, his own cancer. So uh, we want to just send you the very best wishes, John, and hope that all goes well for oh, you God, as yes. well. Yeah, best wishes, mate. Absolutely, because one of the other things that John talked about was uh, the best food to uh, to have while you're undergoing that treatment. I don't know if there's anything, Dave, that you wanted to add for that. At oh the start God! Of well, when you start treatment, you lose weight, so basically, it's whatever you can get down your neck, mm. and um, and then just get it down your neck. I mean, the two schools of thought really. One is that you need to get the calories in. So some would advocate the the the, the Mars the, the the chocolate bar a milkshake diet, but that's not very good for your energy, is it really? Mm. And your blood sugars. So just just eat whatever you can. I mean, um, and then obviously once things stabilise and you can eat and you get your appetite back, then you know watch your weight because you like me tend to think, whoa, this is great, you know. <laughs> but but I've got to cut back on the pies now and the bacon baps. But at the time the pies and the bacon baps are what kind of kept me going and your taste will change what the what you used to love you'll hate and what you used to hate you'll love mm. just ride that wave just get it down you what you can brilliant thank you and john we all send our very best wishes to you yeah. and thank you we absolutely do and enjoy the next 36 episodes of the podcast which you've got to get through so go for it food 
makes everything better. Your next problem is called Hairy Bits Bother. Now, uh, for this, we need one female and one male name. So, uh, Uncle Cy, a female name, please. And Uncle Dave, a male name. Teresa. Teresa. And Bert. Teresa writes about Bert. Dear Uncle Cy and Uncle Dave, you're both known for your quantity of hair, which is why I'd like your advice about my partner, Bert, and his annoying habit. It's not new. I've lived with it for five years now, but it never fails to wind me up every morning. You see, every morning he shaves with an electric razor. When he finishes, he empties the shavings out of the razor into the sink, but he never washes them out of the sink. Oh, they just no. sort of smell. Oh. Now, says Teresa, when I do some lady trimming, I don't just leave a big pile of pubes on the floor, so why is it okay for him to do so with his facial hair? He claims it's to save water. I think he's just oh. being a git. As a pair of hairies, what do you say? Over to you. Well, what I do when I trim my beard is, yes, I trim it over the sink. I take a damp piece of, because I don't want to block the sink up, I take a damp piece of loo roll, wipe the sink, flush it down the loo, and then just rinse the sink out. It's really quite simple. If he's doing the electric razor thing, damp bit of bog roll, wipe it round, then rinse the sink. Oh, it's, it's yes. It's not, it's not that hard, hard work, is, it? is it? No. No, it's not. That's just, that's him being lazy. It's just and, and 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 if you you know if you've got one of them flip top things where the rears you know you just just empty it down the bog, because what he's doing is the razor keeps most of it in, doesn't it? And then you just lift the top up, and then I mean I don't know because you know I don't really wear electric razors obviously, <laughs> so but you know I've got one you know for your man parts you know around the anyway, um and uh and yeah that's what you do. <laughs> It's a bit uncomfortable, I'd imagine, if she was to trimming her, her lady parts, then she should just do that over the sink and leave them in the sink for him. <laughs> and just then go, now, teeny teeth, love. Go on. Horrible. No one likes anything left in a no, sink. It's you horrible, your hands. No, it is. It's a place for being clean and you, you turn the water on to put it down the, the plug hole. And I think, Dave, your solution of wiping it first and flushing it down the loo is perfect. But it's him being a git, personally. What Lil did to me... Uh, you know, me, 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 me Chris, you know, we had my Christmas stocking, like the, the jokey presents that wasn't so jokey. It was like a bib that you tied around your neck oh, yeah. with two suckers on the bottom. <laughs> so what you did was you put the suckers on the bathroom mirror. Uh. <laughs> oh, man. And it was like a whisker hammock. So the idea was then when you're done, you go and go outside and shake it. In, you know, shake it out the window. The whisker you know, hammock. You use it once and that was that. Do you know what I mean? But it's interesting what you said about ladies' pubic hair. Because I was reading once in Trout and Salmon, you know, the very erudite fishing the magazine. the connection is? Well, the connection is <laughs> that apparently one of the reasons why ladies um, are better salmon fishermen than men is because of the pheromones they produce that attracts the salmon. So anyway, this fella, he started to use his wife's pubic hair and tie them into the hackle of his salmon flies. No. Yep, no, it's true this. Anyway, you know, riverbank etiquette. And of course, this guy's fishing with his special flies and he's banging the fish in like, no, tomorrow. So what you do is you just, you know, the, the other fish will come and say, so what are you catching that on? So it's just something I made myself. And if you've got more, you, you tend to give the other fisherman a fly. Anyway, he said, <laughs> it's up because what you do is the guy went, tar, you put a fly in your mouth while you get your trot oh, up there. No! And he's like, no! <laughs> and he says his wife's curly whirlies in his mouth, with the other man's mouth. Really, but he hadn't the heart to tell him. But as he said, whatever it was doing, it was catching fish.
Wow. Wow. I mean, she must have been producing it regularly as well. I mean, and I'm just thinking, I mean... Oh, poor God. How fancy harvesting in your life to go fishing? <laughs> I, mean, I kind of love that. Yeah. Excuse me, love. Stand still long enough. I've come short. I'm short on flies. What do you yeah, but, but the, the tradition is, you see, that you, you, you make the flies over the winter, don't you? The winter months, ready yeah. for the season. So presumably, if, if you harvest during the year, you know, you, you'd be all right when it gets so to the right length. Than, yeah. It's going to have to be long enough to knot onto a fish hook, isn't it, really? So it's not going to be every week. Listen, can you just grow your hairy McClary out just so I can flat, yeah. you know? I can grow flat. Yeah, no, that bit short, love. Can you can you work a bit harder? I mean, that's hilarious. I have heard that, actually. Dave has told me that Aye. story before. It was in Trout and Salmon. It is, absolutely true. But do you remember that we, Gemma Key, we went fishing once and I got this power bait and it oh, was like yes. bright orange to attract the fish but it smelt like a dead oh. anus it, it, oh. was, it was horrendous it was horrendous you know whether oh. it attracted the fish or nothing it certainly was you know well we never caught anything with it oh. but the problem is it was just in your bag once this power bait oh. was opened oh it stunk I'll tell you what, though, to be fair, because it stunk so badly, we had the whole bank to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you kind of, after about three quarters of an hour, you got used to it. So the only thing was, you couldn't eat your sandwiches after it, after after putting it on the oot. It was minging. No, on your fingers. Oh. Yeah. yeah, on your fingers. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. no. Nice. Well, I know. podcast, there's going to be a whole load of sort of male fishermen out there going, hey, love, sweetheart, sit down for dinner. I've got a chat for you. <laughs> Google it. I bet, you, I bet you'll find Probably. it. I bet you'll find the article and the science behind it. You know. Oh yeah, uh, no, it'll be yes, there. Yes. It'll be there. Uh, well, uh, and loads uh, of amazing female salmon fishermen out there. Are they oh, like, award-winning ones? Well, yeah. yeah the, the biggest salmon caught in Britain was on the well, uh, unless it's been beaten, was by this tiny lady on the River Deveron in Aberdeenshire, and the fish was bigger than her. I think it was sixty-four pound salmon. I might be wrong with my figures, but I think she's still the biggest salmon. Ever caught in Britain? Tiny lady, large bush. It sounds like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Lisa, let's get back to. Uh, uh, somehow we got there from uh, Teresa and Bert. Uh, so we just want to go around the table here. So um, is Bert trying to save water or is he being a git? Uh, posh tash. Git. A git. Uh, uh, Uncle Si? Uh, complete git. Uh, Uncle Dave. Just a very lazy man. Well, if you're down, if you're down, now don't get drunk, don't get drunk, just send an email, just send an email to the agony uncles. All right, it's time for our next problem. It's called the teenage dirt bag, and for this, we need one teenager name. Uh, Uncle Sai, you've had more teenagers than most, so perhaps you could have a good teenager name, please. Gaz. Gaz. Gaz sounds good. This comes from Karen. Who says, I enjoy your podcast. Oh, Dear Harry Bikers and the Posh Lady, I like his host, but I've enjoyed your podcast and I always hearing about other people's problem teenagers. I have one. Gaz, a previously sweet young man who is now Beelzebub in human form. He does, he does, however, like you two because he likes bikes and food. So it's a bit of a match made in heaven. However, he does something that, well, it's irritating me. Since watching an episode of Stranger Things which I believe oh. to be a, a television series, uh, in which a young person opens a fridge, took out a juice carton, and drank it straight from it rather than put it in glass, he started to do the same. He opens the fridge, gets the milk out, drinks it straight from the bottle, and it drives me wild. Of course, I know the more angry I get, the more he will do it. So I'd appreciate some advice from you on how to curb 
this disgusting habit asks Karen of Gaz. Over to you. Oh, I hate well, that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with her. I've got one. So, <laughs> oh, I, really? I, I've got to tell you. So, uh, Jane had a similar thing with Alex, my eldest. So, what we did, she said, I, I've got to stop doing this, driving this mad. So, I said, Right. So, what I did, I put um, yogurt. I, I took the milk out, right, and just left one bottle in. <laughs> I took the milk. I mean, the things that you do. I took the milk out, mixed it with yogurt, stuck it back into the back into the thing, hid the uh-huh. other milk in the back of the in the other fridge that we had in the garage, and, uh, and he went. And you know what he did, little shit. He went and got the milk. He went, that's off. Then <laughs> threw it away and then went into the other fridge. Got the other one. Got the other one. <laughs> I was like, oh, shite, life's too short. You're going to just try and keep one bottle to yourself, will you? And don't touch the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm very funny about that. I've got to admit, we have that problem at home, but it's not with children, it's with, with my wife. <laughs> Lil's a bit of a fan, phantom chugger as well, you know, and I hate it. You know, and I'll, I'll I'll go up to her and I just put a glass on the table like, like that, and look at her, and of course she just looks at me and goes glug 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 glug, and um, you know, it's it's a difficult one. I think it's like like for us working in food, we're very conscious of the double dipping thing, aren't we? Even at home, you know, you use a clean spoon for tasting the food, not doing that. And actually, with you know, it's like at home, you people tend to use one chopping board. But me, I'm dead particular. Like for raw meat, like me chicken, I've still got separate topping boards. Yeah. And it's just the way that that, that we work. So the idea of just glugging and putting it back, I hate that. Or or like a butter knife. You know, there's a knife for the butter. You don't use the knife that you've had in your mouth for taking the butter. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, But I I also think that with the teenager side of things, I have a teenager who goes through milk, juices, God knows how much. But I do find that... I don't want him to drink out the bottle and the carton. He only does it every so often. If he feels the carton slightly empty, which we would think is actually quite full, he thinks it's slightly empty, he'll glug it out. But I'd kind of, when he goes to pour a juice of glass or milk, he virtually pours the entire thing anyway. So he might as well have drunk it about there and stopped me washing up another glass. So I kind of go, oh, do you know what? I mean, he's hardly got that sort of kind mentality about him that goes, oh, I must leave some for somebody else's breakfast. I mean, he's just like, sod it, I'll drink the lot. So... <laughs> I kind of go, well, it saves on the, you know, it saves on the washing. I go up to his bedroom at the moment and it is literally like going to Ikea shopping. <laughs> I go in and I come out with so many bowls and plates and pieces of cutlery that are totally unnecessary, but have all been harboured up there. I mean, it's, it's so true that. It's so true. I, thought, I mean, yeah. You just find so much stuff, don't you? Oh, and, yeah. I, and I, and I kind of go to them when they, when they were younger. I'd go like, how... What is it? Why do you mm. live in this? Mm. Why would you what want is it? And then they, and they just they just look like look at you like you've got three heads yeah. and go well why wouldn't you? <laughs> you well, yeah, because yeah, I'll tidy it up and your mother tidies it up. That's why you're living it. Well, that's yeah. the other thing. Oh, well, I, is it possible you could bring the bowls down and the glasses down because we're running Forget short, it. you know, downstairs? Yeah, I'll do it this evening. Uh, you're doing nothing now. Can you do it now? No, I'll do it this evening. So I go, okay, I won't be too too aggressive. Wait for the evening, nothing. You wait the next morning, you ask again, nothing. Never happens. And then he's now sitting around bowls with, you know, fully yogurt 
no, where the cereal milk was. It is now real yogurt. It is now getting yellow. It's stuck to the bowl, almost balancing on his pillow. It's not even on the side of the bed, on the bedside table. But I can't, I, can't, I don't know. I, I just I haven't got the energy anymore. You know what? I kind of feel how many men really still do that. So it's just a phase. He Tash feels your it. pain, obviously. I remember when we moved house from, from Barra and stepdaughter is her. Um, we had to clean her room out because for some reason she was too busy to do them, help us with the removals. <laughs> and there was about half a dozen half-eaten jars of Nutella underneath <laughs> the bed with the lids off. And it was Aww. like this alien ant farm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, you know, every time I went shopping, I've got no Nutella. So we go that, you know, I, I, and um, there'd be another one, another one. And we thought, Jesus, that kid's getting through some Nutella. But she wasn't. It was like spooning, you know, like this, and then under the bed and forget it and oh. new jar. But it was, it was just bizarre. They are. They're very odd teenagers. But I'm when I tell our lovely lady, I can't remember what her name is now. Who would we call her? Karen. I'd say to Karen, life's short, and if it saves on your washing up, let him plug it out the carton. Yeah. <laughs> All you could yeah. do is buy that stuff that you get to stop people biting the nails. Like the taste is bitter something it's called. It's just paint the paint the lip of the um of, mm. of the container with that. You have some sacrificial oh. milk and you'll soon stop stop chugging. Or you just accept that resistance is futile. <laughs> or that lovely person that wrote in and suggested how to stop the packed lunches being stolen and suggested teeth disclosing tablets. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why not try a bit of de teeth disclosing tablets somehow on, his, on the thing? He won't want to go out soon to find his girlfriends and mates, will he, with, you know, big blue uh, teeth? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, Karen... Uh, your pain is shared amongst all members of the Agony Uncles team today. So uh, we, I think there's some good advice for you there. But uh, ultimately, they'll grow out of it in, I don't know, 15, 20 years' time, hopefully. Yeah, so, you know, God, be I patient. So. Yeah. Be pa I do, honestly. It's, it, it's yeah, kind of. <laughs> the bikers did. Look at them. They clean up their own kitchens now. They do, actually. Well, pretty good like that. Oh, I hate it. I can't do. It. I can't. Oh. I can't do it. If I if I'm starting to cook, the kitchen has to be immaculate, and then oh, I tidy right. as I go. I cannot yeah. stand it. it. It's just. Yeah, I load the dishwasher it. as I go and wipe down. Yeah. And were you always like that? Absolutely not. <laughs> so no. there we go, everyone. There's hope. <laughs> if you got problems, you'll be fine. Just drop the agony uncles a line. All right, it's time to head to Confidential Corner. And for this, we just need one lady's name. So lady's name, please. Kate. Kate has written in, Dear uncles and the gorgeous Tash, says Kate, so my husband and I were out for dinner with my friend and her new fella. Oh. My friend has been with him for about six months now. Previously, she was with another chap for about 15 years, and so we've kind of been getting used to her new chap. He's OK, but a bit loud and a bit brash sometimes. My friend, out of nowhere, suddenly announced that her fella is able to manage five times a night in the old bedroom Olympics. Now, this rather took my husband and me aback, as A, they're well into their 40s, and B, even in our 20s, we never managed five times a night. And my husband actually says, this isn't physically possible for any man of pretty much any age. So we think my friend and her boyfriend might be exaggerating, but we can't think why. We weren't talking about sex at the time. It just kind of came out of the blue. Do you think they're trying to prove something, or have me and my husband just been useless in bed all these years? Any advice would be welcome. Over to you. Oh, I'd just yawn and let them get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they telling you that for? Why would they tell you that? 
I never never ceases to amaze me that people share that sort of stuff. Mm. It blows my mind. Because like if you're having a nice time and as a couple, then that's it, isn't it? <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you do it or or what it it it, it, it takes two to tango and it just blows my mind that oh yeah, we did it five times. Well, then there's something fundamentally wrong with you. I'll tell you what, if, if it takes two to tango, so they're doing the whole whole Strictly card, doesn't it? They are, <laughs> doesn't it? Oh, oh it's cha-cha-cha now. It's got the tango in there, the lot. They obviously don't have a job, you know. Well, they're on the job. So can you have a job when they've got the work all night? Yeah. I mean, five times, that means you're like every hour and a half, which is feasible. But, you know, you, when, when do you sleep? You'd have to go to bed at up past six. Yeah. 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 I think they're showing off. I think they're showing off, and I maybe think they even could be lying. They're just making up because often the people that announce it are the ones that are hiding something and are trying to make out they're amazing, and actually realise that most people don't do it five times a night. You know, so well you I'm do thinking. when you first get together, don't you? Because it's like, wow, yeah. you know, this is new, this is fabulous. You know, then you know, life yeah, gets know in the way. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Of course you do. I'd be thrilled five times a year. Yeah. It gets like that, doesn't it? Do you? Oh, no, not really. All right. And shall I make tea? Would you fancy a biscuit? <laughs> I'm tea and a biscuit. No, Don't get crumbs, though. Hug. Don't get crumbs. Yeah, all right. yeah, but I find, like, why does it always have to be at night? You know, I find exactly. like five o'clock tea times so out. That's where I feel at me best when I've got me got me little jobs out the way. Do you know what I mean? And then <laughs> I, I can concentrate. You know, and then then you know, get out of the way before dinner, and it's lovely. It sets you up for the night. The woman goes to bed going, "Now tick off the list. Have I done the dishwasher? Have I done the house? Have I done the little jobs? And now I can concentrate, concentrate <laughs> on my sex." You know, that's what it is. But if someone catches you unawares and you've still got things to do in the, in the house, well. You don't oh. get it done. You're not concentrating. Oh, no, no, no. I like a list, me. Yeah, spon- <laughs> Anything? Anybody ever heard of the word spontaneity at all, or is it just me? <laughs> oh, there no. are cubes to be got out of the sink sign. You can't leave those there. Oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. You get yeah. on with it. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I mean, there I was, peeling a carrot, and I thought, oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> You know, peeling a carrot. So, do you find that erotic? Peeling uh, carrots? No, no. It was just the first thing that came into my head. Uh, but I remember one exactly. But that's that's you know very often the very meaningful. This is psychoanalysis with Dave Myers and Cy King. So, peeling that carrot. What did you feel as the peeler dug into the carrot? Oh, uh, nothing oh. much really. Uh, but uh, I just <laughs> saw whoever else it was in the kitchen with a tight pair of pants on. And I thought. Je t'aime. Je t'aime. Right. Forget, forget the carrots. I was just about to go on to a leak next, but I'm not. I'm now going to I'm now going to surprise you. Aye. This is a cockaleaky, isn't it? It is. It does uh, take in such a turn. Uh yeah, no, I think. Yeah, we'll be on to splodging again now, won't we? With food set. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he put the for... carrot down. He didn't yeah. roll the carrot down, he put it aside and concentrated. Well you oh, are yeah, partial no, yeah. you are partial to coleslaw, Kingy. I, I mean, am. Could you ever do coleslaw splodging? <laughs> no, well you wouldn't, would you? You'd be chewing more than you'd be, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I don't think I've ever splodged. <laughs> Not with coleslaw, anyway. No, no. I have with champagne and ice cubes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't know why I'm agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Push it at five, five o'clock, tea oh, time. Yeah. Five o'clock, tea time. I'll get the ice cubes out and the bottle of champagne. Yeah. That's how we rock and roll. Oh, dear. Uh, you uh, haven't got them out five times a night, is the point. No, no. You t- I mean, that's nonsense. I mean, I'm going to ask the oracle of all of all sexual knowledge, Mrs. B, about that. Um, who, who's a lady comes in, helps us with the house, and uh, and she'll definitely know. Five times a night, Mrs. B. I don't no. Do extras. She says she says he does. She doesn't do extras. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's the best put down I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go around the table. Well, let's let's find out. We're going to go around the table and we're going to find out uh, exactly whether or not uh, the friend and the new boyfriend are lying. So, Posh Tash, you think lying? I think lying and showing off. Lying and showing off. Uncle Dave? They might not be lying, but I think you should keep to themselves. It's boring yeah. to the people. Uncle Si? Uh, slight over-exaggeration, trying to hide something and are slightly odd. Excellent. If, if your life's in a mess, mess then the email, email address is the agony uncles at the hairy uk. Yeah. Well, after all that problem solving, me and Dave need to lie down, dude, I think. So, uh, while we go, pre- preferably not next to him at five o'clock in the afternoon. That's <laughs> oh, we, oh, we champ- <laughs> champagne and some ice cubes. I don't think so. <laughs> so, while we, <laughs> so, while we go and have a massage or something chilled, like an ice cube, we'd like to say thank you for sending in your problems. As always, it's great to hear from you. Yes, sending your questions and problems too. Agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. That's agonyuncles at thehairybikers.co.uk. We'll try and help you. So perhaps you can help us by clicking the subscribe, the follow button. So, from Posh Tash. Bye-bye. From the Thin White Duke. Uh, goodbye. And from us. Bye-bye. Have a safe week. Bye. <laughs>